Welcome to I Am Ethos, a podcast about self-discovery, inspiration, and uplifting real-life stories from extraordinary people. Each week, we deliver the best inspirational stories and tips on how you can live an extraordinary life. Now here's your host, Joe Willow-Rose. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast this week. Faith, what does this really mean? And how do you trust that having faith will lead you to where you wanna go? 13 years ago, when I had the major breakdown that year, divorce, father-in-law passing, two dogs dying within four weeks of each other, I sensed that I needed some type of solace in my life. And so I prayed one day and ask God to give me signs that could lead me to have this peace and rest. A few minutes after the prayer, I got a call from a friend who wanted to check up on me and to make sure that I was doing all right. During that conversation, she mentioned that she recently took a silent retreat at a place in Menlo Park, California called Vallambrosa. She said that while she was there, she kept thinking about me and what I had been going through. She strongly suggested that I give it a try, at least to ease my soul, as she put it. After we hung up, I realized that my prayer was just answered. Was this faith in knowing that God will provide and answer my prayer? You bet. But up to this point, I had lost all hope and faith. With what I went through, I felt like I was in a maze with no exit points. I had been treading this path during that year and felt doomed with no hope of recovering. My friend's call was a gleam of hope I needed and wanted at that time. And it turned out that I didn't have to wait long until another silent retreat opened up. Broken down and still feeling vulnerable, I got up the courage to sign up and go to the following weekend. On the first day, I was greeted by Sister Joan, who gave me this incredible hug. It was a hug that no one would ever forget. It was as if God was saying, you'll be all right. Just trust that I got you. Scared and still fully anxious, I didn't know what to expect during the three-day silent retreat. I didn't even think I could do it. I'm known as an ardent communicator. That is, I talk a lot. So a silent retreat for three days. No. How will I survive this? No phone, no TV, no nothing, except for a pad and paper to write your most intimate feelings. Oh my, God help me. To my surprise though, the retreat helped me lose the anxiety and fear and I was able to just allow. I allowed anything that would happen to me during my time there. And also, it helped that Sister Joan encouraged me to fully embrace having faith that everything will work out fine. To have faith is knowing that all is well, she said. So for three days, I began to loosen up and not worry about anything. I must tell you though, it was hard, 
hard, hard. Many times over, I thought about sneaking out to go to my car, get my cell phone and call anybody. It didn't matter who. It felt like I was in a remission recovering from an addictive behavior. I had to talk to someone. The first night was the hardest. I wanted to call my kids so badly and hear their sweet young voices. I missed cuddling and reading to them. And that night it dawned on me that I had two more nights to go, but you know what? That night I sat up, looked up, placed my hands in prayer pose and said to God, okay, for the rest of my stay here, I will no longer fight the urge of being here. I will trust the process. I will have faith that this is good for me. Due to exhaustion in mind, body, and spirit, I fell asleep hard. I mean hard. It was the most restful sleep I've had in months. And when I woke up the following day, it was as if I was in another world. I felt renewed and hopeful. I began to smile for the first time in months. Because of the prayer the night before, I started to believe that I was important. I mattered and that I can survive this. The next two days were packed with activities of finding myself again. And it was then when I discovered energy healing and other healing modalities I didn't even know existed. Now, Sister Joan is one of a kind, I have to tell you. I never knew a Catholic nun who practiced and taught physical energy work. I thought that was taboo. <laughs> but that weekend truly opened many possibilities for me. For one, it brought up memories of when I was a child, always wanting to give people massages. Cousins, uncles, aunts, <laughs> whoever wanted it, I was eager to please. So after the retreat, I began to learn about hands-on healing, like Reiki, a Japanese healing energy practice dating back in the 1800s, and other spiritual practices that I became really interested in. And within two years, I was able to become a third degree Reiki practitioner, life coach, Theta healer, and other spiritual practices that to this day helps me live in a positive and high vibrational way. In other words, I followed the path that made me happy. I learned to have the trust in faith and to allow the silence and inner work to come through. It's not always easy and rosy, but after many months of trial, I've learned to incorporate spiritual practices such as meditation into my daily life. Now it's part of my daily routine, like when I brush my teeth every day. Meditation and other healing practices are a part of my daily routine now, and but in rare occasions, I don't do meditation for instance, I notice that my body becomes sluggish and worn out during the day. My mind was in the fog with confusion and I'm not able to think as clearly. Not a lot of people know this about me, except perhaps my family and closest friends, but I developed what you would call psychic abilities. As a child, I knew I was sensitive. 
I remember when I was five or six years old, talking to a husband and wife neighbor. I asked the wife if I could rub her belly. <laughs> the neighbor was startled and had a look of fear in her eyes. I remember saying to her, you will have a beautiful baby girl. Now her belly was flat with no signs of her being pregnant at all. So no one would were wondering how I could have known that she was pregnant. And I learned later on that her husband was barren and that his cousin was the father, which is why she had a fearful look in her eyes. Oops. <laughs> About a year into what I call my spiritual apprenticeship, I began to have many clairvoyant episodes occur in my life. It began when I had the urge to tell people messages about their situation and possibilities of future outcomes. One young lady in particular heard of my abilities and contacted me. She said she was driving up with her mother to Northern California to visit family and friends and wondered if she and her mom can come over to have a psychic greeting. It just so happened that I was free on that date. She was available, so I accepted. During the reading, I immediately sensed that the young lady, whom I'll call Lisa, was very confused about where her life was heading. She was a senior in college and was anxious to know her life path. Now, when I used to do readings, I would ask my clients to not ask any questions and to just allow me to relay information from their spirit guides first. Then they could ask me questions. The message for Lisa was that after she graduated from college, she will apply at Disney in Southern California as an intern and she will get the job. Looking at her, I could tell she was anxious to say something. So I said, go ahead. With a big smile, she said that in fact, she just applied for an internship at Disney in the graphic arts division two days prior and was happy to hear that she will get the job. I smiled back and said, congratulations. But I knew in my heart that she will get it. Faith, you bet. Lisa was also told that within a year, there's a good probability that she will move to Northern California and work at Pixar Studios. Again, the big smile, because it turned out that her boyfriend was offered a job in Northern California after he graduated, and that the plan was for her to finish the one-year internship with Disney and then move in together in Northern California. Of course, I told her that, you know, we live in a free world, free will world. So even though spirit has shown her the possibility of her move in Northern California, she can also take another direction if she wanted to. And if she does, working at Pixar in Northern California may not happen for her. The beauty of free will is that we have choices in how our life path will turn out. But my job as a spiritual messenger was to provide possibilities of future outcomes. And this is one of Lisa's outcomes. Lisa's message validated though, what her inner self knew all along that she wanted. She said she felt stuck and confused when she saw me because she didn't trust and had faith that her life after college will turn out okay. And even though deep down inside, she knew what could happen in her life. 
the reading was validation to not only have faith in how she felt her life would turn out, but to also to learn to trust in that faith. Lisa emailed me a year later and you guessed it. She followed her guidance, moved to Cal Northern California and was now working at Pixar. Disney apparently was so impressed in her graphic artistic talents that soon after her internship contract ended, they promoted her to assistant graphic artist working at Pixar headquarters in Northern California. Lisa mentioned many times that her faith has grown stronger since we last met. When she was feeling confused or anxious, for instance, she remembers to have faith and that the right answer will come along and all she needed to do was to be patient and wait. I learned that having faith is not easy, especially since we've been so conditioned to take control of our lives by making goals and rely on solid concrete plans. Now, there's nothing wrong with planning. As a human resource project manager for many years, I relied on strategic, well thought out plans. But I learned that sometimes we must lose control, ditch the planning mentality and to just let things be. When I finally let go and allowed God to take over during that dark year 13 years ago, my life took a turn for the better. I was scared, afraid, and confused. I was, I was at a maze with no exit. But soon after I surrendered and took my hands off of the wheel, I allowed my higher power to take over. It wasn't easy for me, and I'm sure it's not easy for a lot of people. But since the retreat, I allowed myself to see and feel greater possibilities that can happen in my life. And you can too. I, just like Lisa, now fully believe faith in the process, faith in myself, and most of all, faith in God and my higher power. When I acted and followed my inner compass, I was able to experience the happiness I've asked for when I prayed to God that night. My psychic abilities emerged from this catatonic state and magnified tenfold. When Lisa Spirit Guides validated her situation and showed her great possibilities coming into her life, she began to learn how to trust in the process, to have faith, knowing that her path will lead her to where she wanted to be. Things to ponder. One is, what does having faith mean to you? How can you practice faith in your daily life? To write down two or three things of when you had faith in a situation that led your life to bigger and better things. Put it in a post-it note or a small piece of paper and stick it to a wall or mirror where you can see it every day. Because this will help remind you of those wonderful things that happened to you when you had faith in the process in your higher power. And third, 
Begin each day saying to yourself, Today, I have faith that all is well and that things will turn out for my highest good. And watch how your day will start to flow easily and effortlessly. Tune in next time as I delve into the topic of depression. You'll hear some suggested steps on how to turn this around and live the life you're meant to have. Sending you many blessings and love. Thanks for joining us this week on I Am Ethos. Be sure to tune in next week for our next exciting episode.